Hey listeners, do you like ghost stories? Do you love ghost stories? Then you're in the right place. My name's Courtney. And I'm Cindy. And this is The New Paranormal. Okay, so I am super excited for Halloween for obvious reasons, but something that is making me even more excited is something called The Great Pumpkin Project. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't heard of it. Okay, so they are a group or a person trying to bring back the old spirit of Halloween and uh, reliving your childhood and bring back really the magic of the holiday. And I'm so excited because they're sending us these beautiful tags for your pumpkins to put on your jack-o'-lantern and their whole thing is that it's 31 jack-o'-lanterns for 31 days of October and you take your pumpkin and you leave it somewhere that's going to be highly visible or in a really spooky place that like reminds you of the creepiness of Halloween and it's just it's so fucking cool so everyone does this and you take pictures and you send it to them their website is thegreatpumpkinproject.com dot com <laughs> and you can go follow them on instagram at great pumpkin project we will soon be posting our own jack-o'-lanterns with the tags and just in case i haven't swayed you enough uh, this i i'm telling you i read their mission statement on their website she looks so happy i'm so excited <laughs> because they really embody everything that i feel about halloween right So I'm going to read you, actually quoted from their mission statement (laughs) on their website. And it says, Can you remember back to a time as a kid where Halloween was magic? You had just started school again and were hating every minute of it. But your only solace was that within a month, this season would begin. (laughs) And I just, I read it and I sent it to Bobby and I was like, look at this website. Look at them. This is so perfect. Like I was freaking out. Literal perfection. That's exactly right. I'm so excited. And I really hope all of you go on the website, print out tags and leave jack-o'-lanterns everywhere and just freak people out with (laughs) jack-o'-lanterns because that would be the best birthday present to me. So also tag me or us, I should say me, just me. (laughs) Because it's my birthday. (laughs) It's my birthday. (laughs) Tag us along with the Great Pumpkin Project so that we can specifically see all the jack-o'-lanterns. Yes. Now, the second order of business before we get into our haunts of the week. (laughs) That's a good thing to call it. Haunts of the week. Haunts of the week. Hmm. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. I'm like so, I have like bullet points of everything I want to say. The second thing before we get into our haunts of the week is we have a listener's submission. Ooh. I know, I'm so excited. This is fun. Uh, so, also, if you feel any jealousy or a twang of <laughs> guilt for not having emailed us already... You should. You probably should. Like, get on that. Carve out five minutes, email us some creepy-ass story that happened to you, and we would love to talk about it on our podcast. So, this submission comes from Russell from Clarksville, Tennessee... I'm going to be reading what he sent to us. Uh, When I was in sixth grade, about 2011, I was attacked by a dark entity. I just started staying at home alone. I was walking through my kitchen and looked down the hallway and saw someone standing there. I looked but couldn't see any features because they were all black. Then, before I knew it, whatever it was was in my face, pushing me against my kitchen table. Then it went away, and I haven't experienced anything physical since. Super fucking creepy. Yeah, that is really creepy. So fucking creepy. So then they continued and said, also in about 2009, 2010, after my brother passed, I would wake up and see a figure standing in my doorway. But when I would look, it would run away, and I wouldn't see it when I would follow behind. 
I feel like that's you would a follow very, behind. Yeah, that's how brave. Is that? Yeah, really brave. Because I, I would be like uh, opposite way. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of one of those people that if I see something, I do the eye rub to see if it's there, and then if I still see it, I just shut my eyes. Like that's any time that I've ever experienced anything like in my home or like somewhere at night. I just shut my eyes. That leaves you very vulnerable. <laughs> no, no, because if I shut like, my eyes, if I can't see it, it can't see me. Uh, you got it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I get you. That's how it works. <laughs> Guys, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Correct me if I'm wrong. Don't correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm don't, right. don't, don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. Don't correct me. Uh, no, I, I I, wouldn't be able to follow behind. Brave guy. Seriously. So kudos to you, Russell from Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for that submission. We're so happy to have heard from you. Oh, yeah. We're also so sorry that you had... The, the, the very dark entity yeah. that also scared me I, we didn't even talk about that I I, that scared me when I read it I was like oh no yeah. like that's but I'm glad it only happened the one time like that was the only physicality that they experienced that's interesting right mm-hmm. that's hmm. so weird I feel hmm. when, okay the first thing we that I thought that. yeah let's <laughs> we can speculate let's for hours investigate this <laughs> uh, I feel like especially since they um specified that they had just started saying home alone. Yeah. Wouldn't you feel like that would kind of make you vulnerable? Because you're a little, yeah, everyone's a little bit nervous. I was super terrified when I first started saying home alone. I was so scared. Really? Yeah, but I'm also like afraid of everything a little bit. Me too, but I don't actually remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'm afraid of everything, not ghosts though. No, Uh, when I was younger, I don't actually remember ever feeling like scared to be alone. I was like, okay, <laughs> bye. I was scared that someone was gonna like come take me. Like, I'm afraid oh of people. No, no, me I'm too. Like, I'm really afraid so of that. Afraid like, of people. now. Yeah. See, you know I'm me. I'm not like... though now. Well, um, no, I'm not. Courtney afraid has of an exit strategy. I do. I have an exit strategy for every single situation. I am ready, so don't even try. Anytime me and Courtney are out in public and I'm, I'm getting like anxious, she's like, oh, don't you worry. Don't you worry. I already planned out three different exit routes for this exact situation. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> every time. Every single time. I feel very safe with you. Oh my god, thank you. I know. That's so sweet. I do, I feel like a protector. I could be like Captain America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. yeah, you could. That's it. Uh, <laughs> well, now we're really straying. Um, do we, we're like super yeah, out there. Like Captain like... America. Um, okay, do you want to start with your sure. haunting of the week? <laughs> I'm just going to stick with this. This Our is the new thing. haunting of the week. Haunting of the week. Okay, yeah. So, uh, my haunting of the week is Union Cemetery. Where's that? That's in eastern... No. It's in Easton, Connecticut, not eastern. Oh, Connecticut. Eastern, Connecticut, yeah. So, um, this cemetery is off of Route 59. Okay. And it's said to be one of the most haunted cemeteries in the States. Really? Yeah. In the United States? Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) When you the said, United no, States. Because when you said states, I thought you said state. So I was like, oh, oh, oh okay, gotcha, Connecticut. Gotcha. Wow. But then I realized that no. it was plural. Yes. Okay. Much, please much continue. plural. I'm much sorry. plural. Much plural. <laughs> it, it's very plural. Okay. So, <laughs> Union Cemetery off of Route 59. All right. So this cemetery dates back to the 1600s, and there's oh, a wow. lot of, yeah, there's a lot of unmarked. Um, graves and not unmarked graves, unmarked tombstones. Okay. 
No one knows who those people are, how they passed, any of the situations. So one of the most famous stories from Union Cemetery is of an off-duty fireman. He was driving down Route 59. It was late, dark. He looks to his right in the passenger seat. Oh my god. And he sees a man sitting there. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. So as now, as as quickly as he saw this man, he double takes. Of course. Because what the fuck? <laughs> the second time he looked away uh, from the road, the man was gone. Oh, God. He looks back to the road and sees a oh, woman no. in white. <gasps> so, this this lady, uh-huh. she has long black hair. She's oh wearing God. a bonnet. That just sounds like the ring to and me. Yes. Sorry. Oh, my God. I thought the same oh thing. That's the exact same, like, person I thought of in my head. The, the ring was, like, the first horror movie I saw. Me, and it, too. Like, it just, like, freaked me out. <laughs> I know. it Because it was very well done. It was. I, I mean, I, you know what? I Looking should take back. that back. I haven't seen it since the first time I saw it, which is when it came out, so oh. I don't really remember, but okay. I'm assuming it was really well done. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Um, so he sees this man. He's gone. He looks back to the road, and he sees a woman standing in the middle of the road. Okay. Now she's about, like, 60, 70 feet away. Okay. And he sees her, and he's like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> <laughs> a direct quote what the fuck? I, I mean I that's what I would say I would say what the fuck so um he sees this woman and she's she's has her hand out but she's not like trying to like grab at him or like grab anything she's just it looked like he said she looked like she was reaching for him okay. like to touch him okay and he also said that by the time he looked at her seeing that she was like 60 feet away mm-hmm. he blinked his eyes and he hits her. <gasps> Smack. Boom. That's it. He's a dent in his car. What? He pops out of the car. He pops out of the car. <laughs> he pops out. He pops out. He comes out of the car. He's looking around, frantic. No one's there. <gasps> oh okay? But his car is visibly dented. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So he hops back in the car, starts driving down the same road, oh Route God. 59, oh no. and the whole road turns a cranberry red color what and he says that he's overcome with this unbearable sadness oh that he just starts weeping and i i don't know (laughs) like it's really scary to think about because like imagine being just so overwhelmed with like it's almost like Empathy, right? Yeah. Like an empath? I'm so freaked out. I know. Wait, so there's more. Let's do it. Let's go to but, this road. But there's more. <laughs> I know. Wait, Connecticut, seriously. Wait, there's more. So he went home, told his wife what happened. He's okay. freaking the fuck yeah, out. of course. So he went as far as contacting the local authorities and the local hospitals because you have to think he's a fireman. Yeah. So, he and he was just off duty. So... He's constantly, he's just going around looking for this injured woman who was on Route 59, asking anybody if they had heard or seen anything. They they just come up empty. Yeah, of course. So. Oh my God. (laughs) How crazy. Would you be losing your mind? I, fuck yeah, I would. <laughs> Cindy texted me for like a week when she hit a squirrel one time. Like every day. She's like, that, I keep thinking about the squirrel. That like, was traumatic. Can you imagine you hit a ghost woman that disappeared that and there's really a dent in traumatic. your car? 
I mean, it, it was the same type of situation because I looked back and the squirrel was gone. <laughs> yeah, same exact situation. It was probably a ghost squirrel, honestly. It probably was. <laughs> so he's overcome with grief and he's seeing red and he's seeing a dent in his car. He hit this woman. All this terrible stuff. He goes to the local authorities looking around for this woman. They come up empty. And Ed and Lorraine Warren decide. <gasps> I love them. I know. Mom Ed and, and Lorraine. And <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren, they decide to investigate. And they actually come up with some concrete evidence. They went there so multiple times <laughs> over the so years. Good. They constantly investigated yeah. this cemetery because there were so many, there were so many other claims. They found out, actually, Ed and Lorraine. On the same night that the off-duty fireman hit the lady in white, yeah, there was a open surge spewing electricity in one of the neighboring plots of land. What? I know. So wait. So wait. Wait. What does that so, mean? So Ed and Lorraine investigated this this specific story so much uh-huh. that they found this out and it was the explanation as to why he hit a solid entity (gasps) because she was, like, (gasps) sucking. So think about it. All this electricity was spewing into the, just into the air because it had no place else to go. Oh, my God. And that's why she was able to manifest herself. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. It's so so crazy. So crazy. Another encounter... Of the lady in white is of basically the same type of situation on Route 59. Okay. So, um... <laughs> I'm, like, so freaked out. I know. We're I'm fucking like, Route 59, it? man. What is it? <laughs> Stay <laughs> away. Um, so, another moving vehicle. Okay. Except this time, it did not hit the entity. Didn't leave a dent. There was well, no there was obstruction. no electrical surge. That's what... God literally, that's I'm what sorry. I wrote probably I'm since sorry. there has no... Oh there God, was no so electric crazy. current. Oh, my God. I know. So okay. Crazy. So crazy. I'm so freaked out. That's, <laughs> like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, no. What if that happens anywhere else? imagine something manifesting like, itself so much to the point where it you can actually, like, touch oh it and feel God. it. But that kind of explains the man sitting in his... Oh my god, I forgot about the Fucking car. Man. I know. Wait. I forgot about the I was man speculating. Of, hold on. I will come back to the man because I was speculating on this man. We will come back to that in a second. Okay. So, same type of situation. He's on Route 59. He sees this woman in front of him. This is a separate man. Separate man. Okay. I'm sorry. Separate I'm man. following, I promise. So, <laughs> it's all good. So, he's riding along Route 59. He sees this woman and she walked through the car completely just right through and he said that he felt like a breeze like you would always do they always feel right i always feel the breeze oh my god yeah yeah but he saw her just like walk yeah he saw her just walk through the car and i'm sorry he it simply floated simply floated floated, that's what i wrote so cool and he was so terrified and concerned oh i'd freak out that he (laughs) went home and he told his wife and he was like afraid that that entity would follow him home yeah Mm -hmm. which is totally yeah everyone's that's like a totally acceptable thought though no oh yeah oh yeah of course i mean you and i are all about like 
Protect yourself. Yeah, we always ha- we have like protection charms on us, and like we're burning sage just constantly. Like All that's the our that's our natural pose is just burning sage. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so there are three different stories about this lady in white. Oh fuck. Okay. Which is what they call her. They call her the lady in white. They I'm just say, I'm I'm relating her way too much to Samara from the Ring, so I'm like really. Freaked I know. Out. I know because <sighs> I the pictures online that they fucking like showed like portraying this woman is like the ring she of has the course. black eyes of like course. oh no <laughs> I the black know. Eyes. Oh, but God. she has like long black hair wearing white whatever okay so three different stories about this woman or who are we is, on the third or we're we talking about you know three what? more i'm sorry there are not three there are two okay two different speculating stories about how and who the lady in white is okay so one version of the story is that she died during childbirth, okay. and she's confused and in vain and in grief, and she's looking for her child, and that kind of explains why she's reaching out, okay, like for something, and it might explain why that guy felt overwhelming sadness, okay, yeah. Although that's just again me fucking speculating, um. Or okay. there is another, <laughs> or oh yes. Yes. or okay. there is another theory mm-hmm. of a woman ma- named Mrs. Knott who was married, and um, it said that she was killed by her lover, mm. and um, it was sometime in the 1940s, and her body was found in a sinkhole behind the Baptist church next to the cemetery. Oh, yeah, really terrible. Um, so yeah, so those are the two. Uh, stories and theories about who the lady in white could be. Okay. Um, both probably, like, woman scorned, like, pissed that they are not, like, or didn't see, like, the ending of their life. Like, their untimely yeah. death was just, yeah. you know, enough to piss them off to stay around for a while. Um, so there's some more stuff about this, uh, this cemetery that makes it one of the most haunted um, and why Ed and Lorraine loved it so much. Mm-hmm. So there is a, another report mm-hmm. of an entity in the forest behind the cemetery. Okay. And it's a spirit with red eyes. And it said that a man was walking through the cemetery or by the cemetery. <laughs> Either one. Somewhere around Somewhere the by the cemetery. <laughs> and, um... He saw the eyes in the bushes, like, in the far distance, okay. and he saw them and freaked out, started running the opposite way. Okay. And it chased him. She, <gasps> oh, he no. heard the boop, 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 like, the footsteps oh, no. coming after him. Of what, though? Just... Whatever this spirit is. So now it's okay. said that this could be the ghost of Earl Kellogg, who happened to be set on fire and burned to death oh God. across the street in 1935. Why? Why? Why was... Why? <laughs> what? That's a really good question. That we don't have an answer to? That, I, that we don't <laughs> have an answer to? Actually, I do remember thinking I should probably look that up, but oh again, I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm fucking terrible. So here's a homework assignment oh <laughs> for all my lovely followers. So if Earl you're Kellogg. paying attention, Earl Kellogg, <laughs> Let us find know. out how or why he died. Find out why he was burned to death. Yeah, that's... Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking terrible. Okay, so there was another death on the property. 
Of course there was. Okay. <laughs> I mean, everyone there is pretty much dead, but, you know. <laughs> so, John Smathers uh-huh. was the victim of foul play, and he was murdered and thrown into the sinkhole behind the church also, but he had iron chunks in his pocket to weigh him down. What? Yeah. What? Okay, what is with this sinkhole, though? Like, people love... Just fix the fucking sinkhole. Like, maybe we put a board on top of it and just don't go near it. Maybe, like, a fence. A fence so, would probably help That would suffice, yeah. A bit. Guys, stay away from sinkholes because someone wants to shove you in one. No matter who you are. Oh, my God. No matter where you are, someone wants to shove you into a sinkhole. So beware. This is Courtney's warning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heed my warning. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so there's another story of another spirit of a caretaker that became infatuated with all the spirits on the property. He was the caretaker for the property, obviously. And what do you mean by infatuated? Not infatuated. Infatuated is not the word. Oh. (laughs) I was like... Infatuated is not the word. He became obsessed. He, He was very... No, infatuated is the word. Okay, so then why... What? But what do you mean... Like, he loved that they were there. He was so interested in them. So he, it's said that his spirit is there as well, and he roams around the grounds. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god, that's so fucking weird. Wait. He's just like a fangirl for the ghost. Yeah, he's so, he's like, like me too, guys. (laughs) Guys, me too. Okay. What a weirdo that spirit (laughs) There also is said to be numerous reports of uniformed men, like out of, like, century uniformed Mm -hmm. men. And, um, (laughs) they come, they, uh, they have conversations with witnesses and uh, they leave apparently no tracks in the snow. Okay. And people see them, like, walking around. And when they're asked, like, hey, like, where are you going? They're, like, uh, straight through. What? And apparently there's a man-made reservoir that they, like, people would walk through. So, and it's around in that area also. People report that rocks and stones are thrown at them. (laughs) (laughs) I love reports like that. (laughs) Which is great because it's like, oh, who the fuck threw a stone at me? (laughs) I love that so much because it's such a like mean thing to do. It really is. Which I would totally do. A (laughs) hundred like if I get the fuck out. (laughs) I would definitely be the just throwing shit at people all the time if I could. Like as long as I had enough like manifestation, I would a hundred percent just You would just like purposely like touch light bulbs. Constantly. I just want to throw shit at you. Oh, I would love it. So, um, what was I saying? Okay. There are also shadows, orbs, and strange, like, mistiness Mm -hmm. that happens in the cemetery. But Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, they documented every piece of footage, all the pictures and everything, all that stuff, is in one of their books. They're so good. Graveyard. Oh my god, I have it. Oh my god! (laughs) And you were like, and you were asking me, what is the Union Cemetery? I didn't read it. (laughs) Oh. I have it. I just, it doesn't mean I read it. Oh, come on. All right. Anyway. So, because, I mean, most cemeteries, they close at dusk. Uh-huh. Most people don't listen to that. And yeah, I don't no even think... To that. I, I mean, still hang out in a cemetery my entire That's what I'm saying. Time. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I never actually encountered, like, a policeman saying, uh, you can't be here in a cemetery. But 
in Eastern Connecticut, they take it very seriously they because yeah. because of all the activity that happens here. It's like the breeding ground for people doing rituals yeah. and like co- trying to conjure spirits and I know doing rituals and just like general vandalizing. Like they just do just like horrible things to you know where these people lay to rest. So um, it's closed at dusk, and you get a pretty hefty hefty fine. If Can you... I guess? Is it more than $500? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it $1,000? No. Is it $700? Yes! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're That's good. That's a lot of money. I know. So That's not worth going not after. Worth. <laughs> not after worth. After darkness. No. After darkness. But, yeah. So it's said that this lady in white just walks right out of the gates, right onto the road, and just chills there. So, like, what? what's... Is there a... Uh, is, <laughs> I can't even speak. Is there a penalty for just like sitting outside of the no. cemetery? No. Okay. Because people do that. Oh, I'm sure people do that. Everyone's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> people are crazy. Yeah. But like, it really does fucking suck. You said something before about how people just ruin it for everyone. everyone. Just by doing stupid well, shit. Well, that's like with Sa- in Salem. I know. I'm going to reference Salem like eight times. Well, today. it's the best place on earth. Um... <laughs> In their cemetery where, you know, they have the original graves of so many people from right. during the witch trials, they have to close it and lock it and be really careful because people are people are so fucking crazy. And, like, there's such little respect, I think, a For lot each, of the time. It's like, res- we ha- like, there's already so little respect. Yeah. In general, there's very little respect. Even less. Life. So there's <laughs> even probably less, for the less dead. in death. Like, <laughs> really, this is a really upper of an episode right now. <laughs> it's ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's my Union Cemetery story. A lot of we information. I know. Go. I think every episode, I'm just gonna every let's single go there. I'm like, let's go. Except let's never go to the Cecile. I love this to see. Stay on Maine. Oh, actually, <laughs> can I just that say up. one thing? What? I went into a uh, a true crime bonanza yeah, over Elisa Lamb. I know. I okay. I've I right before you say your thing. I watched the Elisa Lamb video years ago. Like I and I I thought of it for the episode last week and I was like, "Oh my god, let me definitely do the Cecile Hotel." And I didn't watch, I didn't rewatch the video when I was putting together my information because I was like, I saw it. I don't need to see it again. I watched it again, obviously, while I showed Cynthia when we were recording the episode. And then I was like, okay, I'm never watching it again because it freaks me out every <laughs> single time I watch it. And of course, like multiple, it was two different times, I think, you sent me, you were like, did I watch the, the video again? Did you watch it again? I'm like, no, I'm never watching it ever again. She's like, well, I sent you a conspiracy theory video. Watch that. I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm done with it. <laughs> I went into, like, a true crime, like, funnel on Elisa Lam, and I'm still not over it yet, but. Oh, I'm, I will never be over it. <sighs> never. Anyway. It's truly ruined my life. What I was going to say about the Cecile <laughs> is that I found out on the internet, on the, of course, on <laughs> via, the internet, via the interweb, the interweb <laughs> uh, that the Cecile is officially a landmark in LA, so it's not going anywhere. Yay. I'm so happy. Wait, it's I a landmark it. for? What do you mean? It's a landmark. It's so old that it's a landmark. Oh, wow. 
I thought because of all the, like, no. people that have died there. No, it has nothing to do with the people that have died there. It has to do with the fact that it's such we an old We have to building. make this a historical place because so many tragedies yeah, no, have happened how, That's here. not how it works. But, okay. My bad. Uh, but they are turning it into, it's going to be um, half apartment complexes and half, uh, like, boutique hotel rooms. So even creepier than before so somehow. I'm <laughs> excited because I'm telling you, once they get it back on their feet, I'm going to somehow get to LA. If you're going that way, hitch me a ride. I'm no. going to LA. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't go there. Yes, I'm going. Courtney. I want to see it. I'm not afraid of that. I'm You're gonna honestly, be like at least I'm more afraid the of the fact that it's dirty. Like, that freaks me out more than anything else in that hotel. Wait, I watched a review. all of the Yelp reviews showed cockroaches. I watched, I, ro- I watched a review. I saw a review on the, the, it's the C, Cecile. The Cecile. Cecile. And. Also known as the Stay on Main. Stay on Main, right. Um, the girl was like, Someone was watching me through the vents in my bathroom taking a shower. I doubt that. I was like, okay. There's <laughs> no one in terrible. the vent. That's insane. There's no one in the vent. That's insane. It's Robert Ramirez. It's not Robert Ramirez. It's Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. <laughs> His name is Richard Ramirez. Have some respect for one of America's worst serial killers. Uh, Thank you. No, 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 no. Okay, well, my haunting of the week is a place called Professor Java's Coffee Sanctuary in Albany, New York. So, first off, I fucking love this place okay. <laughs> so much. I obvi- I've never been here before, but I think I need to actually get my ass to Albany because this place is so fucking cute. Like, it's adorable. Is it? It's so cute. And it's haunted. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. But it's <laughs> so fucking cute. It's about... Okay, so this is in Albany. It's 217 Wolf Road... Which is about what? My family literally lives on that block. That's like so on funny. that road. On Wolf Road. Really? I swear to God. That's so funny. That's hilarious. It's Stop. about like two hours, forty five minutes away from us. Yes. Yeah, I know. Which is like super <laughs> annoying because I don't it's wanna a truck. that's so far away for a coffee place. But um th- it drew me in because I love coffee shops and I love like little independently owned places like that like it's so cute there's a place in again Salem called Ugly Mug Diner that I was like oh my god this is great like any place if you have like nice coffee and like no I'm so serious like if you show me some good ass coffee and some cute ass fucking like muffins and stuff this place has like vegan pumpkin muffins I was like oh my god I need to go I need to go right now I sent a picture to Bobby I was like I need to go we need to go to Albany right now (laughs) anyway as I'm as I'm done advertising for Professor Java's Coffee Sanctuary uh this place was originally a private residence then was a hair salon, and then in, like, the mid-90s, it was purchased by Frank Figliomeni. I really hope I'm saying your name correctly. I'm Italian, but I'm actually the worst Italian because I can't speak. Uh, <laughs> but it was purchased in the mid-90s. Now, it's got a very interesting history because the hair salon didn't experience too much paranormal activity but it, I don't think it was open for very long mm-hmm. as a hair salon, but there were still rumors of hauntings, even though they weren't, like, crazy amounts. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. The private residence <laughs> was uh, just a home 
until it was raided by the police because there was a meth lab in the basement. Wow. <laughs> Which is one of, like, the biggest twists, I think. Like, I'm reading and I'm like, oh, yeah, privately owned, blah, 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 meth lab. And I was like, oh, oh, we just took it there. All right. <laughs> so meth lab in the basement was raided by police enforcement. Law, police, law enforcement, whatever. Um, there was one casualty. It's, like, so sad. Um, no humans were shot. No. It was a dog. A dog was shot on the premises. And it's not, uh, it's not 100% determined if it was a police dog or if it was a dog that, like, lived in mm-hmm. the home. But a dog was accidentally killed that day and didn't seem to leave. So in the, in Professor Java's Coffee Sanctuary, there has been a ghost dog for... <laughs> A few years. That is amazing. Oh my god! Like my ideal pet. That is like the. That's the best. My a hundred percent ideal pet. Horrible. Very sad. Best situation to happen to a coffee house. Like I want a ghost dog so bad, and what would happen was no one would see it. It wasn't really a, a visual thing, but people would hear dog barking inside the coffee shop. But they would, like, go outside to look for the dog, and there's no dog. And they would hear the barking coming from the basement. Aww. Now, the thing with the basement is that a lot of the employees did not like it. It, w- it gave off a very, like, weird feeling to a lot of the employees to the point that people that were applying for jobs, like, had just gotten the job, would hear about it and immediately terminate their employment. Like, they didn't want to work there because of the basement and the ghosts. But anyone that worked there or the customers, no one really got a bad feeling Mm -hmm. of any of the spirits. It was just they didn't like going in the basement. Which makes sense, though, because that's where the meth lab was. Right. So, whatever. Still totally worth the ghost dog. I would totally go in a basement that seemed a little creepy for a ghost dog. Now, something that I thought of when I was reading about this was... um, there was an episode of, I don't know if you've ever seen the show, Ghost Asylum. I don't know. I watched it, like, randomly with my uncle one time. They talked about trigger items for spirits. And they were specifically working with uh, a spirit that is seen on horseback. So they were talking about a horse spirit. And I thought about it, and I was like, what could have what could they have been doing that might have triggered this ghost dog Mm -hmm. that the hair salon wasn't doing. So I did a little bit more research, and they were actually... They had a whole line of dog treats in the coffee shop for people with dogs. Aw. Yeah, seriously, so fucking cute. That is adorable. So I was thinking, I was like, that's definitely why it was so much more prominent once Professor Javas took over than the hair salon, because they literally had this whole line. It was so fucking cute. I was reading about it, and it was, they, like, named him, like, the canine chef of <laughs> Professor Java's Barkery. Oh, my God. So fucking cute. Barkery. Get it? But, yeah, like, so fucking adorable. Now, the manager is uh, Charles Pemburn, and he actually penned a whole explanation of a lot of the spirit activity in Professor Java's Coffee Sanctuary. And he makes it very clear that he's not to be called a believer of a lot of this. So like, he's, he's very skeptical. Yeah. Uh, but he says it was so funny to watch people run outside to go look for the sound and realize that it was growing fainter as they 
went further away from the coffee sanctuary. Like, how fucking crazy is that? That is pretty crazy. Oh, my God. So fucking funny. So, like, I would die laughing. I was just like, this is great. Uh, go outside. <laughs> go look for the dog. Go look Good for luck. the dog. Uh, another spirit that has made themselves pretty prominent in the coffee sanctuary is called the gentleman. Now, the gentleman was actually seen by the owner, specifically, and he was in the bathroom one night uh, washing his hands and looks up to see a man standing behind him in the mirror. And, you know, he didn't get a feeling of anything bad. He just turned around, obviously, immediately to see who's behind him, and when he turned around, there was no one there. Now, that, you know, seems pretty run-of-the-mill, you know, like, I feel like, of course, anytime you look at them, they're not there. This happens a lot in the coffee sanctuary. So they'll see this man who was kind of described to be in his 50s, uh, dressed in, like, old world clothing. That's what they said, with, like, an overcoat or a trench coat. And he will walk in. People will see, you know, a customer walk in. Mm-hmm. And he'll go directly to the back. Apparently, there's there's a library room, which is just the, cool. the icing on the cake that is... <laughs> The perfection of this coffee shop. (laughs) Seriously, like, the best place ever. He will walk into the library room, and when the employees will go to go check on their customer, there's no one there. He's not there. Uh, Which is similar to another, there's another spirit there that was described as a woman with very, very long hair who does the same thing. Like, she walks in and just immediately goes to the back, and again, when they look for someone, there's no one there. Which is, I love it. I love it. That's great. Because I'm telling you, the first day, if I were to work there, the first day that would happen, I would just be, oh, I'd be so excited. I'd be like, but where'd they go? Where are they? Like, I would just be calling out to spirits, like, hello, would you like a vegan pumpkin muffin? Like, <laughs> it's great. I love it. Now, there's little known about the space before it was the private residence that had the meth lab. Okay. Uh, but the building that was there was built in the 40s. So that would kind of, I don't know, that would go along with the gentleman being in old world clothing, you know? you're right. But again, no one really felt any animosity. It's never, you know... Like a dark feeling. Yeah, it's never malicious. It's always just, you know, you see someone walking out of the corner of your eye, and then when you look to find them, they're not there anymore. But let me just say something. Because if I... I think my worst fear Mm -hmm. is, like, when I'm washing my face in the bathroom, and I look up... Yeah. And I'm looking my, at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, if I fucking saw a ghost anywhere yeah. near me, like, in the vicinity, I'd probably, like, shit myself. Yeah. Like, I'm just terrified. That's my worst fear. Yeah. Is seeing a ghost, like, in behind me. I think it would depend on what they look like, though, honestly. Because I feel like anytime I think of that happening mm-hmm. is always in the horror movies where that's it's, like, what that I'm demon saying. thing yeah. behind you. Yeah, and I think that's But if it's just, like, a embedded. person behind you... I don't know. I could I could I could live with that. I could deal with it. I'm telling you. I'm There's I'm somebody so, just standing behind me while I'm, I'm washing so my face. About Welcome. this coffee shop <laughs> that I'm just like, yeah, no, that's okay. I'll work there. That's fine. This just guy's just me. watching me wash my hands. Professor Javas, please hire me. I wanna work She's there. She's reaching out. She's trying. Now another spirit that is known to be seen at Professor Java's Coffee Sanctuary is the young child. It's not completely certain if it's a boy or a girl, but most of the reports sound more like a boy. Very short hair, very playful and mischievous, and um, about 8 to 12 years old, you know, a small child. Mm-hmm. Now, the owner has heard his laughter while he was opening 
completely alone at, like, 6 a.m. That's terrifying. No. No? It's just, like, happy children laughter. Like, that's not scary. <laughs> you need to get over it. I'm like, just Tiny terrified. children just giggling. And he's also been known... They, well, they. They have also been known to supposedly move furniture after hours. Oh, that's fun. Now, there was another story that I heard that the owner had witnessed a five-year-old boy, a very small boy, sitting in one of the chairs, uh, humming to himself, also in this, like, old-world clothing, mm-hmm. probably around the 40s. And he was small enough that he his feet weren't touching the floor. He was, like, swinging his legs, humming to himself. And when the owner looked directly at him, obviously he wasn't there. But the chair was pulled out as if someone were sitting there. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's pretty creepy. That's a little creepy, but, like, I don't know. I like it. They all seem pretty friendly. I'm all about the friendly ghost I think that's my thing. favorite account from this place. Yeah, I like it. I like the little kids. I like the little the kids. I'm all about the little children. Uh, I like little kid ghosts. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Except if you know your past life, no. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't, like, pre- like, premonition. Children with <laughs> premonitions freak me out. But, like, just little ghost children. Like, oh, that's okay. That's You're fine. You're good. You're not doing anything to anyone. <laughs> Now, aside from the specific encounters, there have also been a lot of uh, reports of dishes rattling and appliances going on and off by uh, by themselves. Uh, There have been pictures that have just fallen off the wall by themselves. Uh, And a a lot of people have talked about feelings of another person at their table, Hmm. which at first when I was thinking about it, I was like, that's stupid because, like, if you have a group of people at a table, like, you're not going to feel like someone's there. But I'm not thinking of it. I'm thinking of it more as a restaurant than a coffee shop. Like, Mm -hmm. when you're sitting at a table by yourself. It's like a little more intimate. Exactly. Like, working on schoolwork or, like, writing or just drinking coffee. You know what it feels like to have, like, another person there. Chances are there is a child watching you write that paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, another person talked about cold, you know, the the infamous cold, cold spots, spots and yeah. breezes coming from no definable source, right. which I feel like is just always. <laughs> Every time someone's like, this place feels off, there's a cold spot Have you here. ever felt a cold spot before? I have. I have. So I know that it's like a... It's like a thing. Yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it's, it's not. It's just a thing, that every, but it's just always. I'm not impressed by it. <laughs> it's like give all right, me, orbs. Give me more than a cold spot, Come all right? <laughs> give me, give me something to work with. Is that just a dust spiral? <laughs> <laughs> Let's debunk the shit. Now I emailed. Okay, this is the funny part because this is this is where you get to really hear about how awkward of a human being I am. <laughs> I emailed them last week and was like. Hey, we have an up and coming podcast about paranormal, and I'd love to hear if there's anything that's happened recently because a lot of the stuff online Dated. says that things have have um, died down a little bit mm-hmm. because there's been a lot of construction. It's also a lot more busy than it used to be. A lot of these things kind of occurred when it was a little bit slower. Uh, so business has picked up. So obviously sightings have gone a little bit down. So I emailed them, and I didn't get a response. Um, so I was talking to a friend, and I was like, they have a fax number. Should I fax them? And he was like, no, you should call them. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. So Wait, I feel so bad. If anyone from Professor Javas is listening right now, I'm so sorry that I'm so awkward. I cannot make phone calls. It's Aww. so bad. I called, and I'm like, uh, hey, um, I sent an email like a few days ago. I didn't tell them my name. I didn't tell them our email address. I didn't tell them that we were from a podcast. I literally just said, like, I emailed you. That's lovely. Oh, my God. It was so funny. I got off the phone, and I was like, oh, my God. I'm the worst person in the entire world. I feel like such an idiot. But 
If you have experienced anything, we would love to hear from you. And our email is thenewparanormalpodcast at gmail.com. My name is Courtney. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I am so very sorry. It was the most uncomfortable phone call. The girl on the phone was so nice and so sweet. Like, if I had actually been there, I'd give you a Yelp review that you're the nicest person I've ever met because... I'm telling you, I must have sounded like a crazy person. I'm like, also, I'm totally not even near you. I'm like three hours away in Staten Island. Like, this is a public service announcement. <laughs> Courtney is no longer making the phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> no, no more. It's, I'll make every no. email. My email skills Perfect. are really good. Good. My phone skills, not so much. I got much. you on that end. Don't not you worry. so much with the phone calls. <laughs> but anyway. <clears throat> um, I love this place. I'm really seriously planning on going here since it is like legitimately realistic to go here um I'm gonna no I'm gonna take a bus up to Albany just hang out for a little bit maybe apply for a job it's fine (laughs) I promise I'm not this awkward in person just kidding (laughs) so that's about it for this episode but we just want to thank you guys so much for sticking with us and listening and all your submissions and even if you haven't submitted or you haven't been to uh Professor Java's, let us know about your experiences. We really want to hear about them. So email us and DM us and contact us on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening.